Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. This week on Urban Spelunking, we are at a place, an, an intersection that has defined Milwaukee since its very inception. Talking about uh, the intersection of uh, Water Street and Wells, City Hall sits there now. Mm-hmm. And kitty corner to that is a brand new tower that's going up, the BMO Harris uh, Tower. Yeah, which reflects City Hall, which I really love. To me, it's so interesting. And in reading your story, Bobby, uh, you just uncovered all of this Milwaukee history at that intersection, Wells and Water. Uh, of course, City Hall is there, but um, the site, if you go all the way back to the 1830s, was it was the site of the first frame house in the city. Uh, which we'll talk about later. But I guess let's start with what's going on there now, like the okay. present day. So tell what, me about this tower. What's going on there now is Ergens is building a uh, new BMO tower on that corner. Um, and it's going to be ever so slightly taller than the 1968 BMO tower next door, okay. to which it will be connected. Um, and they're now finishing the interior stuff, and they hope to be ready for occupancy by December. Not a lot of people get to go inside of an active construction site at a big office tower like this. What was it like walking around? Yeah, it's always kind of interesting and, and fun to see what's going on because you have all these different tradesmen coming and going. You got electricians working, plumbers working, just all kinds of crews worked working on so many different aspects of the building. It's kind of interesting to see those bits going in. We take those all for granted, but somebody's there, you know, at the beginning putting all the stuff together and making sure it all works. Thinking about these big construction projects like this, for me, it's just so mind-blowing thinking about just like the coordination and the planning that needs to happen, you know, that that everybody's on the same page. So it's just it's just really impressive to me. So this office tower is opening in uh, December, and I guess that's like that's where we're at. It's going to have some really interesting features, like you mentioned in the story, um, like a digital piece of artwork. Yeah, and the and the lobby, which is going to be sort of a beautiful modern marble-clad lobby, uh, at the far end when you walk in the, the front door. The lobby, you're going to see this at the, at the other end, this beautiful video art installation board, which is going to be great. I mean, talk about like modern, futuristic, you know, to have yeah. this, this basically a digital mural on the side of this building. Just makes me think about like, this is like, we're, we're talking about future, futuristic and ultra modern design at this building at the oldest site in the city uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess let's let's go back to the very beginning, back to the 1830s. You, you also uncovered a, a really interesting piece of Milwaukee history, the first wooden frame house built on that site. Yeah, because, you know, of course, there were Native people here for many thousands of years, but then um, the first Europeans come, and when Juno builds his house downtown, he built a log cabin. So, you know, all the previous buildings were log cabins. Mm-hmm. This is the first sort of modern style frame house that is built in the city. It's built by a guy named Matthias Stein, who Matthias was a gunsmith. Um, came to Milwaukee in 1837. Wasn't thinking he was going to stay. For some reason decided he was going to stay. Built the house, moved in in 1837. Uh, and when he built the house, it was actually on top of a hill because that site, I mean, now we pretty much think of all of downtown as being more or less flat. Right. But believe it or not, it was not flat originally. They had to they sort of shaved off lots of hills and things over the years and used that uh, dirt to fill in many swampy areas downtown, which we've we've talked also about the swampy areas downtown, which have had effects on um, a lot of buildings. Yeah, and and one of those those buildings is City Hall because that whole area right out in front of City Hall and basically what City Hall is built on was swamp. So when they uh, sort of shaved off this 
this hill that some said was almost high enough to be considered a mountain, they thought. They used that dirt to fill in all that area that's now sort of Water Street, right right in front of the tower and right in front of City Hall. Wow. And how were they doing that in the 1830s? Very slowly, I imagine, <laughs> because they had to do it by hand, right? And they had horses, I guess, but they did not have machinery. So um, first wooden frame house, mm-hmm. the, the future home to Milwaukee's newest office tower. Yes. But there is a ton of history in between. In fact, a really interesting story about a certain uh, tort <laughs> that was made famous in Milwaukee, uh, or it was at least brought to the United States yes. uh, by a gentleman who was connected to this very site. So we're going to talk more about this, uh, this, this famous tort that came out of Milwaukee <laughs> and much more next on Urban Spelunking. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking. We're here at the intersection of Wells and Water. This is where City Hall sits and the Kitty Corner, um, the, the future home of the brand new futuristic, stunning new development, the new Bimo Harris Tower. Um, interesting, we talked about the you know the future plans, really the, the peak of modern design right now at this new tower. Uh, but it also has this connection to Milwaukee because it's been, you know, it's been this intersection has been a prominent part of Milwaukee's history since forever, at least in terms of Milwaukee. We talked about the the wood frame house by Matthias Stein. Mm-hmm. What came after? Uh, well, what we should talk about is that while Matthias Stein's house was there in the 1860s, he lived there a very long time. Um, there's references. To, I'm not sure exactly when he died, but in the late 19th century, he was still alive and he still lived there, even as uh, like four story brick buildings went up all around him, dwarfing his little oh wow his little house, um, which would be seriously dwarfed by. By these buildings. Um, but uh, an Austrian guy gets invited to Milwaukee by a German theater company um, to be their music director in 1856. And he is also a painter. And okay. for the two years that he's here, he paints, he lives across the street from Matthias Stein's house and he paints it twice. So these are like the earliest um, renderings we have of what that house looked like. And he painted it as he imagined it in an earlier time. So he's not um, painting the house. He's painting a portrait of the house. He's painting like, yeah, he's painting a yeah, portrait of the house, it. basically, okay. right. And he does two of them, and they're two. They're slightly different, but very similar. Um, and they both have teepees in them and little uh, birch bark canoes and things. Um, and what's interesting about this guy, Franz Hosel Huber, um, is very that good, when he good. came here, he brought with him I don't know. I might have said that completely wrong. <laughs> um, he brought with we him tried. a Linzer tort. Okay, so this is a tort. Okay. Yes, it's a it's a single layer Austrian delicacy, a, like a pie. Okay, so let's just back up for just one sec. So uh, this guy Matthias Stein has this neighbor across the street, uh-huh. this Austrian, yes. who was brought to Milwaukee to lead a German to be the music director for a German theater company. Yes. He's also a painter. So he's yes. an artistic guy. He's yes. painting the house, yes. which is how we have these renderings. He's painting of, a portrait of the house. He's not right. painting the house. <laughs> right, right. Right, right, right. right. He's we, not a house painter. <laughs> so we've got these renderings of this first frame house. Yes. And then he also brings this this tort. Well, he's traveling. He's going to be hungry, right? Right, so, right. So okay. maybe he left Austria with 20 of them. I don't know. And he <laughs> ate, ate a few on the boat. You know, I don't know. Anyway, he arrives. He's got the Linzer tort. Linzer and, tort. Um, 
And from this apparent introduction of the lens retort, it becomes hugely popular in Milwaukee. Um, and from there, it grows in popularity around the country and becomes popular all around the United States because Franz Hasselhuber brought it to Milwaukee. So <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Hasselhuber comes to Milwaukee with this tort. We checked this. Yes. Um, Wikipedia this, says it. It has to be true. This is wiki verified. Yes. And there uh, are references to it in lots of places, but, but even like a non-Milwaukee-specific source traces it to, to this. So the Linzer tort enters the U.S. via Milwaukee. Yes. And this guy that lived across the street from what would become City Hall. And we're talking about this because I got invited to go see the BMO Tower. That is, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, you know. This is this is what I love about this job, though. You know, I mean, you, like, go there thinking you're going to look at some people putting together a tower, and suddenly you're, like, there's a house on a hill with a teepee and a canoe and a guy bringing Linzer tort to town. <laughs> After the Linzer tort takes off and becomes this global sensation, then it becomes this site becomes also a really prominent hotel. Yes. So then, uh, a little further north on the block from from Matthias Stein's house, um, they build this place called the St. Charles Hotel, which becomes very popular in town. And then Pabst buys it and renames it the Pabst Hotel, and it stays that into about the twenties. Uh, when Pabst decides to sell it, probably because of prohibition. And it becomes the St. Charles again briefly before it gets torn down. And there's a whole, there, we have a, I did not write the story, but we have a story on, on Milwaukee about the history, a really deep dive in the history of the St. Charles and Pabst Hotel. Okay. Um, and I linked to that in my story, which that's a, that's a whole nother. <laughs> you get, you get two, a, two rabbit holes for the price of one. Today. Yeah. And I didn't, somebody like else went down that one. So I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have to go down that one, but trust me, that one is interesting too. So the timeline, just so I understand it. So we start with this, this frame house, mm -hmm. then it becomes, uh, it's that for a long time and, and Milwaukee's kind of developing around it. Mm -hmm. um, and they exist side by side for a while because the, the, um, the St. Charles Hotel is is a few doors north. Okay. So there's a there's a period of at least a few decades where they sit sort of nearby. So even during that other. period, there was this kind of past and present dynamic going on at that intersection. Oh yeah, because if you look at photographs of the block at that time, there's the there's Matthias Stein's tiny little wood frame house. Next to him, there's a few to the south and a few to the north of the sort of later buildings, like 1860s, 70s that Milwaukee is starting to build, commercial buildings with flats above and offices above. Um, and then the St. Charles, which is bigger than all of them. And then um, on the north end of the block, where the tower is actually being built right now, in the late 19th century, they build a huge, at the time, a huge office block. Uh, this company called uh, Nathan Perella's Sons, which is a law firm. They build this building named after the dad who had died by then. Um, also interesting, the dad was the first uh, Jewish attorney attorney to be admitted to the Wisconsin bar. Wow. Okay. So, so that all yeah, was happening so, there. In that so block. yeah, yeah. And actually, um, when he had he had come to Milwaukee from Bohemia, uh, what later became Czechoslovakia, and um, he um, starts a grocery business. And the Jewish community in Milwaukee in the very earliest days often held uh, religious services above his store. So like this guy is really sort of tied in another historic guy on this block. Just wow. So much stuff. And was that all happening? What what time period was that? Um, he gets here, I think, in the 1860s. And so, yeah, some of that, I mean, the, some of it's happening at the same time. And that, yeah, that was right after the tort takes off. Yeah, and, right, right. And the frame house is still there at this yeah, time, the, too? Yeah, the frame house would have still been there. And the hotel was there, too, or not The yet? hotel... When he had his shop, the hotel might not have been there, but the, by the time they built this building, the hotel was definitely already there. So did all of this history and all of this, just this 
did this kind of lay the groundwork for City Hall being there? Is that why well, City no, Hall is there? Is this because this was a center? Well, no, because the city, the, there was a market hall built there. It was literally like, like the public market. Um, oh, okay. I'm not sure it had a wine shop, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there was a market hall built on the site of where City Hall is now, and that was why that was called Market Square. And oh. the street that runs next, east along the east side of City Hall is called Market Street because of that. Um, and that market hall was converted into the early city hall. So the current city hall replaces an earlier city hall on the same site. But I wonder if that market was there because of all the activity. Oh, well, probably because that was the center. Sure. That was definitely the center of the city. Yeah. So, in those days. Yeah. so this, uh, that, you know, you wonder why these buildings are where they are. And, yeah. You know, this is kind of why. This is this, why. This was the, the center of activity. Right. And the courthouse was only like two blocks away. The courthouse is where Cathedral Square Park is now. So, wow. so all of the, you know, the. All of this activity was really sort of focused right in in that area. Well, super fascinating story, tons of Milwaukee history, and a great read. So make sure you get to Bobby's complete story. Uh, so many great uh, photos in there. We've got those those paintings that you were able to dig up too, and some, oh, yeah, yeah. some great illustrations of this intersection. There is no Linzer Tort pictured, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see if we can uh, we can find a Linzer Tort. We should go out for a Linzer Tort after this. Let's do that. <laughs> Podcasts at 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from UnMilwaukee. Subscribe to this and all of 88.9's podcasts at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts on Spreaker, on iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it these days. Uh, <laughs> Stitcher, any of the big platforms, you can find 88.9's podcasts there. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzalo. Thanks. Thanks, Nate.